Hello, folks. I hope you're having a great day. My name is Dean Gashler, and I just recently retired from Walt Disney World as the Grand Marshal Coordinator. You're listening to Stories of the Magic. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to Episode 73 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we conclude our three-part interview with former Disneyland cast member Holly Bartell. Last time, we talked a lot about her work as a Disneyland tour guide, with holiday tours and VIP groups especially. This time, we wrap up with some great inspiration, encouragement, and of course, more fun stories. Once again, because this was all the same interview, of course, Skype acted up on us, so there are some glitches in the audio. I did fix what I could, and they don't affect most of the interview, though unfortunately they do affect a little more of this one than the previous two parts. But I still don't think they'll bother you too very much. And you know, if anyone has any suggestions on how to remedy this problem, I would love to hear them. As a reminder, I'm bringing back the Disneyana Show offer I made back in July. For a limited time, you can get an autographed copy of my book, Faith in the Magic Kingdom, for $17, or of Once Upon Your Time, my first book, for $6, or you can get both for $20. For more details or to order, go to storiesofthemagic.com slash christmas14. Now, in this episode, Holly talks about some nice things we as guests can do for cast members and the highest compliment we can give. Good advice for leaving compliments at guest relations. Piloting a new guest relations position. Why she chose to leave working at Disneyland. I almost said why she chose to leave Disneyland, but honestly, I don't think she could ever do that. Realizing she was doing something really special. What she loved most about what she did. What a guest usually really means when they ask, what time is the 3 o'clock parade? It's not as silly a question as you might think. What she would want to do if she could have any job working for Disney and why. Some valuable tips for planning your visit to Disneyland. What she never or rarely gets asked. What inspires her. Her advice to you for following your dreams. The Yes Program at Disneyland. And finally, of course, shameless plug time. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer. And we are the hosts of Taken With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the geeky Moyer's home. And then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast. And we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like... Star Trek kind and of. heavy metal music. And I hate heavy metal music. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at takehimwithyou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes.
And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. So I was just asking about things that you were able to do for other people, but did anybody, and I really hope the answer to this is yes, but I don't know if it will be, did anybody ever do something special for you that kind of made a little extra magic for you? A couple times throughout the years, people would approach and they would have just little things like maybe a card or a sticker to put on my name tag, which we had to put on the back of the name tag. Just little things like that. And they'd say something like, thank you for doing what you do. Um, Little things like that were huge, especially they'd always come at a great time because you'd be having like the worst day. And then somebody would come up and be like, thank you for being here, Um, especially on holidays. When, you know, my family lives three to four hours away, or they did at the time. Um, And so I wasn't able to just go home for Christmas dinner. I would miss it. And I get, you know, see the pictures of the whole family there except me. And it was very hard um, at times. But then somebody would just say something to you like, thank you for being here today. And you just know that you're here for a reason. But I think the highest compliment that people would give to me anyway, I don't know if it's the same for all cast members, but when they would tell me, you are the cast member that Walt would want to see, or if they said something, anything like that, like you are what a cast member should be, something, anything along those lines, that was the highest form of praise I could ever have gotten. And it meant so much to me. It meant more than if they, you know, drew me a picture or wrote me a letter like that. Just somebody saying that to me meant the world. So if you see cast members that are doing that, make sure to tell them. I'm sure they would appreciate it. I'm sure you're right. And I'm sure to do that. But for everyone else listening, it means so much. Good. Yeah. I, I think that that's really good advice and a good suggestion. I think I even have had a previous guest suggest something similar, and it's such a good reminder, especially on those holidays, but really any time. You're right. They, you guys are doing these things, and it's tough, but you know, a lot of you do it so well, and you need to be recognized for that, not just at a ceremony or something like that, but at the time, in the moment. And it doesn't cost the guest anything but a few seconds out of their day mm-hmm. to say something like that, that can just make all the difference in the world for you. Yeah. Um, one thing I would also recommend if you see someone that is going above and beyond is just being super magical, write it down, like type a note to yourself in your phone or make sure you catch their name because later on in the day, when you're tired and you want to go home and you maybe don't have time to stop by guest relations to leave a compliment about them, um, you're going to forget their name. And then later, if you go to the website and try to do, you can email about that kind of stuff, you'll, you'll forget and you'll think, oh, who was that? Uh, and it's so hard for, I mean, we have, or they, ah, I keep doing that. They have what, over 20,000 cast members. And so to say, oh, yeah, Mark did this really nice thing for me, even if you don't have the name, if you were to say, oh, this is a cast member in Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. So make sure you write it down. Write down the time that it happened, where they were working, and then make sure to if you go to guest relations to leave a compliment or if you go online, make sure to use all those descriptions, because, I mean, even the name Mark 
there probably are a lot of marks or there are probably there's a lot of cast members working in Adventureland. Was it foods? Was it attractions? Was it merchandise? Where was it? And so make sure. And then if you can't, I mean, if you're not sure, try to specify where they're working. So an attractions cast member is different from a store's cast member. And usually they wear different costumes. So that makes it a little bit easier to tell. Yeah. So like that's my my biggest word of advice is when it happens, write it down. Because I've been in the park before too and seen someone just, oh, just like really being what they should be. And I've said, oh, I'll remember. Their name is pretty unique. And I just forget. And it means so much to us when we get those that it is so worth it. And not only does do we get that uh, as a, like a certificate or however that each department does it, but we it also goes on your record. So if you're ever trying to move up in the company, if you're ever trying to transfer jobs, that shows up and shows that you're pretty stellar. So something else that I've done and just started maybe in the last year or so, but it seems like it's been a pretty good thing is to intentionally go up to the cast members with the blue name tags mm. because they won the, I think it's right now it's called Spirit of Excellence or Spirit of Disney Award. They've changed the name a couple times. Yeah. But to go up to them and congratulate them on it. Mm-hmm. That that does mean a lot. Um, my former roommate was able to get nominated and, and won that as well. And she definitely, she's been working there for 36 years. 37 years now and she's definitely embodies what it means to be a cast member and so I'm so glad that she was able to get that but yeah those people with blue name tags that have blue name tags for a reason yeah that I'm assuming because I didn't have one but I'm assuming that that would mean so much if somebody recognized that yeah yeah and back to the stuff you were doing then was being a lead in guest relations and the last thing you did before you left so I was able to kind of pilot a new program that we started still in guest relations, but it was more of an office position. There's a theme park manager in each park every day. And there's a group of people who kind of take turns doing that because, you know, Disneyland is open a long time. So not just one person can do it. And there's a, a core group of about four people that do that every day. And then managers throughout the resort kind of take turns filling in the other shifts. And you have to go through pretty extensive training to do this because we call them on the radio theme park one. So they are like the go-to for anything that happens, whether it be like an emergency or they kind of are in charge when it comes to running the running of the park. And so this position was kind of an assistant role for them because their job is to be out in the making sure it's running and going to the different areas and making sure that they're doing everything that they're supposed to be and they'd have to go and do all these all this paperwork and so our job was basically to kind of relieve them of the paperwork side of things so it's a really fun thing to do because it really helps me understand a lot about myself and that I really like the assistant type role or the office role uh, while I do love still being with guests and interacting and especially with kids and stuff like that but um, I love organizing and filing stuff and keeping everything running smoothly and stuff like that so that was a really really different and fun thing to do and I ended up being kind of the the number one person there then 
what takes me to the end is um, not that I didn't like it anymore or didn't want to be there anymore. But um, like I said, we missed a lot of holidays and I am so lucky to so blessed to have all four of my grandparents still with us and I never saw them. So I made the decision to, well, first I started applying to jobs here in the Fresno area. And at first, nothing really came of it. So I thought, okay, well, I'm supposed to stay here and that's what's supposed to happen. And then um, I got a call one day from one of them and it all happened so fast. I got hired there and found an apartment all within a couple weeks um, and moved back to Fresno. And um, about a week later, probably two weeks later, I brought I bought uh, my premiere pass. So <laughs> I couldn't stay away long. And I miss certain aspects of it. Um, but I am in a job now where it's the best of both worlds. So it's an administrative position, but I also get to talk to people. Um, so it's kind of the perfect combination of what I love to do at Disneyland. And I really do love it. But of course, I have to visit my park every once in a while. Well, of course. <laughs> and I imagine that all of that experience at Disneyland probably looked pretty good on the resume too. Yeah. I think one of the first things they said was, um, so we saw that you have Disney on your resume and <laughs> it went from there. And and of course they, and then the interview turned into, so tell me about Disneyland. We go there every couple of years and da, 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 and my favorite ride is, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> at some point you're like, shouldn't you be asking me a question about, about the job yeah. or <laughs> exactly and it's a great thing to to have um so I currently work at a new construction company here in Fresno and I work in the model complex so I uh, people come in all throughout the day and to kind of talk with them and it's one of these great a great interacting point with people um when I I used to work at Disneyland and then it goes from there and I see a kid walk in and they have a Disney show on, helps me connect with them and so um it's been it's been a really really great kind of tie-in to what I do now that's very cool that's great so when you were working at Disneyland and you were there for what, a little over six years yep. I think mm -hmm. okay what was the first time or do you remember the first time that you thought you know I'm doing something really special here hmm. well during kind of during traditions they show you you certain clips and they tell stories about how you can interact and then when you do your on the job training it's at first I remember thinking wow this is a normal job because you learn you know you have to learn about all the safety standards and, and things like that and how to do this and the procedures so at first you're kind of very it's very structured like because you have to learn you know safety. but I you know I can't recall the first time but it's almost a daily thing where you, whether it be you getting to direct traffic during the parade and seeing people light up, they see their favorite character, or watching the fireworks and watching so many times that you have it memorized and you can pretend that you're shooting them off with your hand and going along to this, or seeing those and seeing the wonder and seeing adults become kids it's a daily thing that you realize this is special. This isn't just a job and this isn't just a place and this isn't just a park. It's like magical things 
and it's living and it's amazing. So I don't I don't really remember the exact, but it I mean multiple times a day. Awesome, that's wonderful, and it's great that it happens so often that you can't necessarily remember the first time. You know that that says something really important. I think. Yeah, I mean maybe if I thought about it more, I would be able to remember, but it's just so, so frequent and, and it needs to be too. And when it's not something wrong, either you need a different line of work or, or you need to make some changes in the way things, because it's very evident. If you look for it, you find it. Right. And I think you've kind of already answered this question, but I'm going to ask anyway, just in case you want to kind of pinpoint, kind of zero in on something, but what did you love most about what you did? That's a hard question. I got to throw you a curveball every now and then. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. I think the best part was feeling like I had, I guess I have the power to make your trip magical. And I can turn almost any situation. And I say almost because some people are difficult. Right. But almost any situation into a positive one and I can take any negative thing and turn it around and I have that power to do that and I mean anybody really does but especially working in guest relations we really were able to kind of tap into what guests really want and what constitutes the happiest place on earth and what makes it that and it's so much more than just telling people what time the parade is or where to stand or anything like that. It's finding out what they want to get out of their trip and being able to do that and then finding a way to make sure that they get that experience. So it's not even anything that we would have to do above and beyond. It was unlocking kind of what, what it is that the goal of the day is and making so just having that ability and having that personal connection with the guests to say here's a, a rundown of the tips I have for you for today and it was different for every person because some people are character people some people are don't care about those things. they want to just do rides and just finding that out about each person and making each person's day magical that was the goal and that was that's the best job so that was my favorite thing is just being able to say okay let's plan your day and let's have fun or whatever it be and and that was it very cool yeah i could see how that'd be fun be a little bit of detective work uh-huh. to make the magic yeah it takes detective work when somebody asks you what time is the three o'clock parade <laughs> because what that really means is what time is the parade going to pass by here and where should I be standing and how long before the parade should I all the questions that they really mean, but you can't just answer, uh, does a three o'clock. Right. No, you can't do that. Well, shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. but it's not a good idea. Yeah. Nice. Now, if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, except there are a couple that I rule out, Emperor of Disney, not allowed. <laughs> uh, Supreme Chancellor of Disney, not allowed. But aside from things like that, if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be and why? Um, I really love to work for Imagineering. And I'm not tech 
engineer or anything like that, but um, actually being such a big part of the the community, the the fan community, you know, listening to the BS podcast and and meeting people online, which everyone thinks I'm crazy. That I say, oh, I'm going to go to Disneyland and hang out with my friend that I met online. <laughs> um, but being so active in in the guest community has taught me a lot about what guests are looking for and I feel like oh, if I could just tap into that I could work for a part of Imagineering or a part of I mean depends on I don't even know if there's a there's probably a special department for stuff like that but um, you know our research and development stuff just to kind of nudge some of these people that just work in a desk or in an office all day about really want um, I would love to do that because there are certain things that I'm like, ah, oh, if I could just bend the ear of someone that could hear me, I could tell them, oh, guess want this, and this, and this. And when they make certain decisions and I say, why are you doing that? And the answer is, oh, because Florida does it. That is not an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, just th- I wish I could somehow make a bigger impact in helping in shaping the guest experience. But I think they're doing a pretty good job. Um, but if I could have, there'd probably be something to do with that. I think that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> there's, what is it, over a hundred different disciplines within Imagineering? Oh, I'm sure. So there's got to be one that's similar to that or that has that as part of their role. So, okay. And you were saying just a couple minutes ago that the tips that you would give to guests are different because different ones are looking for different things. But I'm sure there was some commonalities among at least, you know, a sizable percentage of them. So thinking kind of of the majority of guests who are going to come to Disneyland, do you have any kind of favorite tips that you would ask or that you would share with them that you think might be good for someone listening to this show? Something that maybe they don't know that could make their visit better? I don't know if say anything that is different from what anybody else but know your priorities ahead of time like I was saying some people like to visit characters some people like to watch parades those are your goals for the day make sure that you know that in advance and make a list of these are the must-dos because I think a lot of times people try to do it all in one day and especially with nighttime you cannot see fire phantasmic and world of well you can it's not going to be the optimum experience. So either spread it out over multiple days and take your time or just have top five or top 10 things that you have to do for the day. Because if you don't do that, you're just going to be rushing yourself. And you're not going to enjoy the whole experience. And Disney is an experience. It's not just things. To- I say most people want to know um, if you want to see Fantasmic, go to the second show. Uh, so then you can see the five and go over to Fantasmic because you don't need five hours in advance. Yeah, I think I think just the main thing was people who, we only have one day, what do we need to see? And I'm like, ah, don't do that. And if you do have to do that, do some research before you go. Mm-hmm. Don't just show up at City Hall and say, what do I need to do? I only have a day and I'm from Canada and um, we're going tomorrow and I'm like uh, uh you're uh. and of course they've shown up at 10 and that's one of the days of mickey's halloween party mm-hmm. so the park closes at six yep. <laughs> yes so research in advance is is huge i wasn't able to help when i went to the park because i couldn't you should 
it's online, you know, we post our refurbishment schedule online six weeks in advance. People, you know, once they're at the care about that. So yeah, research in advance is important and know what you want to do. And I think you can tell probably from a pretty good distance because I'm not going to sugarcoat things. There are cast members that work at Disneyland. It is just a job for them. Mm-hmm. You can probably tell that's not true for. You can tell the ones excited to be there and want to be there and want to help you. So I would recommend that if you do have a question or if you just want to know more or if you want to explore something new, um, find one of those because there there's a lot of them if you look for them. And they'll, if they're not, you know, at a safety position and sending cars into an attraction, they would love to chat with you at time and tell you something, give you a, a hint about anything because I was fantasy land. So, and that before I went to guest relations. So when people would ask me, where's the best place I prayed, I would tell them to go to fantasy land. Um, on the other side, small world, there's a, a large area there that has a lot of viewing and it usually doesn't fill up, but somebody else that worked somewhere something a lot different so talk to the cast members uh the most important thing treat them like humans because they are so yeah right (laughs) yeah can be easy to forget that but that is so important and never ever please never say to a cast member you have to do what i say because i pay your patient don't just don't (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it's a special level of arrogance to say something like that i think not to say that people don't do it i'm sure it happens every day but i'm so sorry i'm trying to keep you safe by keeping you out of this area that falls out uh but you need to just stay behind this rope right i'm terribly sorry if that inconveniences you but so would the trip to the er (laughs) exactly well i know that even though you haven't really done interviews or anything like that before a lot of people talk to you i'm sure about having worked for disney and worked at disneyland and what you like about disneyland and all of that but is there anything either about those things or something completely unrelated that because the attention is always focused over here uh, anything that you never get asked that you wish people would ask you like i really want to talk about this thing and it never comes up i wish people asked more about um, like details and history. Uh, and I know that takes a special person because I'm not a history person unless it comes to certain things. So uh, instead of saying, oh, is it true that there are tunnels under Disneyland? Which there are not, by the way. <laughs> right. Like, I wish people would want to know more about, oh, so tell me about this Oswald guy. What happened with that? Um, which is probably not going to happen. But that's, that's something that sometimes I feel like it's like an awkward date kind of thing when I'm getting to know someone and they're, they ask about Disneyland and I kind of overshare. I do the whole, and then Walt Disney and then this happened and then Oswald. And then and I just keep going on and on and on. <laughs> so it's a problem and I'm, I'm trying to work on it, but. Um, Either that or you're just not spending time with the right people. Exactly. I need to find some more people over here that appreciate it. That's right. But yeah, I, I think that would be the only thing. But I can tell you what people mostly ask. They say, oh, you work at Disneyland or you worked at Disneyland? Were you a character? Um, that's not the only department. <laughs> um, and of course, nobody is a character. I mean, the characters are the characters. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they say that mostly. And then they a challenge that I have 
being outside of the company now is trying to um, respect the magic still um, when people, especially in this area that aren't from, as familiar with Disneyland, maybe they don't understand that. So I'll say something like, oh yeah, I had a friend or I know somebody who was friends with Pluto and they would, they just kind of try to, they kind of try to break the magic and you still want to value it. And it's hard to find people who will do that and will understand when you're trying to do it. Right. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. It's hard to find that balance of, I want to tell you secret or little details, but I still want to make sure to value the magic too. Yeah. It's a difficult balance. And I'm sure we always err on one side or the other, but it says something for when we do our best to do that. Yeah. That we care. Yeah. Right. Now, what inspires you? Do you mean generally or like as a cast member or? Either, both, however you'd like to answer. I just like seeing happy people. So when I was a cast member, that was always my goal, to make sure people are happy. And I think also to go along with that is I remember having great experiences at Disneyland with my family. And then growing up, you learn kind of the value of a dollar and you have to learn how much people really have to save up to be here. And so I would love to make sure people were getting the most for their money. And I know that sounds a little bit unmagical, but what if I could make sure they had a magical vacation, they probably weren't going to think about the, the worth of their trip. It was definitely going to be worth it if they were able to have a magical experience. But me being practical and knowing, you know, how much the world costs, I always wanted to make sure that people were getting the most for their money because Disneyland isn't cheap. And there's, I mean, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And so um, that was like always my goal is just make people happy. I and mean, no matter what kind of day you're having, if that's your goal, that's what you got to do. And, and so it's probably the best medicine. <laughs> <laughs> right. There are people listening who have their own dreams of doing whatever it is that they might have thought about doing. And, you know, for you growing up near Disneyland and just loving the place and then finding out about the college program and suddenly you're in that and then you're a cast member and you get to do all of these magical things either in attractions or in guest relations and just really be able to make this difference and kind of do for all of these guests what other cast members had done for you. And so you just got to do this really cool thing. But I can imagine, in fact, I don't even have to imagine because I know some people who have had a dream of doing something that's important to them, like working at Disneyland was for you. But for some reason or other, they've forgotten it They've been told that it's stupid or impractical or whatever, and they've just had to kind of lock it away. What advice would you have for that person? I would say read a book about Walt Disney. I was also, um, I forgot to mention this, but I was also a part of the YES program. So uh, if you're not familiar, it's like a field trip kind of um, where you learn things at Disneyland. Any cast member could be part of it. It was kind of a 
a cross utilization opportunity. So we get a group of people, let's say it's a school group or a group of Girl Scouts or whatever it may be. Um, and we had different programs where you would learn something and it was either a science program or uh, the fourth graders could do a California based program. Um, and the one that I did was a leadership program. And a lot of the beginning part of, or I guess you'd call it a tour. It's not really a tour, but um, the session you'd be walking down Main Street and talking about Main Street and then talking about, you started talking about Walt Disney because, you know, Main Street and it ties to Marceline, Missouri. And so you're talking about Walt's beginnings and you tell the story. And of course, a much shorter version because these are usually junior high, high school kids and they don't have a very big attention span, but you'd tell them kind of abbreviated version of what Walt went through to make this place happen. And we do an activity at that point where everybody would get an index card and they would draw their dream on it or their goal. And then at the top, I told them all, write the word impossible. And then I would explain how many people told Walt that his dreams were impossible. First, his animation dreams, and then Disneyland and, and beyond. Everything that he came up with that he wanted to do, everyone around him told him that's impossible and then I told them to cross out the I and the M and read it and then I asked them who wrote the word impossible they did but who had the power to cross out the I and the M you do oh that's really good that is really really good and sometimes as you're following those dreams or goals they can change and that's okay because when I first graduated from high school, I was going to be a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and my first semester, I took algebra, or excuse me, calculus too, and I got a C, and I rethought that dream or that goal. And it's changed multiple times along the way, and I think, I think that's okay. And I think people are scared to change their dreams because they're like, oh, that's been my dream forever. But it's okay because you learn along the way, and you find new things, and you find new paths, and you finding out, oh, maybe I didn't know I was good at this. Maybe I'll try that. Mm -hmm. So those two things. I mean, it's anything is possible and you never know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's great encouragement and great advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And now the last question, and we call this here on the show shameless plug time. Okay. <laughs> if there's anything you'd like to mention or promote or anything, as far as I know, you don't have a blog or, or anything like that, but anything you want, maybe how people can find you on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or what, you know, how they can follow your, your Disneyland photos that you take <laughs> when you make it here or out to the world as the case may be. I was looking at some of your Instagram photos oh, yeah. recently. I, I have a problem. I am addicted to Disney world as well. So um, that's a little bit more of an expensive trip out there, but um, I still have to do it. Um, yes, I am. I don't have a blog or anything like that, but you can probably best follow me on on Instagram, I'm at DizQuiz, D-I-Z-Q-U-I-Z. I'm on Twitter too, but I haven't been very active on Twitter. I usually do stuff on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you could probably just find me by searching my name, Holly Bartell. And you probably find me through Randy too, because he's a friend of mine. And that's probably the best way to find me, because I think my profile is kind of hidden. But if you're friends with him, then you probably will be able to find me. Yep. And I'll go ahead and put links uh, at least to Instagram. You want me to put the link to your Facebook page also yeah, in the show notes? Yeah, sure thing. 
Okay. So those will be in the show notes too. So people can find you that way with direct links. And now if I get a, ran- a bunch of random Facebook requests, then I'll make sure to accept them because I'm like, who is that? Oh, well, they must be on the show. Maybe if you hear this interview and then you want to send Holly a Facebook friend request, maybe also send a message that <laughs> says something like, I heard you on Stories of the Magic or something <laughs> like that. So she knows you're not, well, I was going to say, so she knows you're not weird, but I'm weird. Well, so if I know that you're mutual friends with Randy, then I'll, I, you're legit then. <laughs> there you go. I'm your clearinghouse. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to share these stories and kind of walk back down memory lane through oh, quite a few different experiences. Yeah. It made me just remember so much about what I loved about Disney and, or what I still do. And I'm sorry I took so long. <laughs> I'm looking at the time and I'm like, wait, what? No problem at all. I'm more than happy to give you the forum to share your stories and your memories. Thank you so much. I really feel honored. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Holly Bartell for being my guest and to you for listening. Next time we begin a new interview with the author of the book Walt Dreamer's Me, Joe Cosgrove, recorded in person in the Club 1901 Lounge at Disney California Adventure. I'll tell you now, this one is quite different than any interview I've done before, but I think you'll find it interesting. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, or maybe you're blogging, writing or performing music, have some kind of art, painting, sculpting, anything like that, whatever it might be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, then I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who have worked for Disney, like Holly. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, or you had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or you've had any special Disney experience you want to share, or give a compliment or a thank you for anything Disney has done, I would love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. As a reminder, for a limited time, I am selling my books in paperback and autographed at a discount. Check out storiesofthemagic.com slash Christmas14 or click the link in the show notes for details or to order. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. Not only does that help with the ratings and help it to show up so more people can find it, but it also lets me know that people out there are listening and that what I'm doing, what I'm providing, is something that you all really want to hear and that it's something that you value and benefit from. If you're not valuing it and benefiting from it, then I want to do something else. I want to do something that will give you what you want and what you're looking for. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. If you have any questions for Holly, or for any of my guests, or anything you'd like to tell them, commenting on the show notes is a great place to do just that, or you can use the email or the phone number I mentioned earlier and do the very same thing. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash stories of the magic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash stories of magic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one on Google+. 
Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.